to the Living Rock podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us to listen to this message. Whoever you are and wherever you're listening from, we trust that you'll be equipped, envisioned and encouraged as you listen today. Good morning. Thank you for turning to the meeting. Sometimes you never know (laughs) when I'm around, you know. But um, it's really good to be with you guys. uh, My name is Arne, based in Bergen, Norway. I I have seen some of you before. Some of you have not seen me before. That means I probably haven't seen you before. (laughs) No, I know. Okay. You know, sometimes <coughs> I find it very, um, sometimes God, the Holy Spirit leads you into a situation and you are not aware of that this is a situation and a, an opportunity created by the Spirit of God. So you start out and suddenly realize that something is going on. So uh, maybe you heard this story before, but I was in the eastern part of Norway. I hope you understand my English. It's built far better than your Norwegian. So... Uh, <laughs> But I was in the eastern part, going back to Bergen, west part. So that's kind of a 50-minute flight. But that was when this uh, volcano in Iceland was really active. So, you know, all the air traffic would just shut down. But uh, by that morning, I was going home. I already had a train ticket, you know. But then I was thinking, I can, get, I can try. I can go to the airport. You never know. Certainly, there could be a, you know opening, whatever. So I, I went to the airport. And there were some people there, and uh, then there was this lady. She said, uh, you, I'm, a, I'm a journalist in a newspaper. Can I make an interview of you? And I said, well, okay, if you like. Uh, and then she said, so where are you going, sir? So I said, well, I'm going to Bergen. I thought it was a bit funny, you know. Like, so I started to laugh a little, and then, no, 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 I'm going to Bergen. Okay, but you're not flying, are you? Well, I think I am. That's why I'm in the airport. <laughs> And now you realize you're saying something that you don't know how to get out of. You know, like, uh, I, felt, I felt trapped, if you like, if you're honest. So, yeah, but there are no flights today because of this uh, volcano. Yeah, but I think it is. I know I started to be nervous, you know, so for more people was listening to me. So I think it is. Uh, why do you think it is? I know I started to pray my favorite prayer. Help! <laughs> And I said, God, please, what shall I say now? Well, well I, uh, I, I spoke to this uh, chief weatherman this morning. You know, weatherman? Whatever. I don't know how to, meteorologist, no, no. Chief weatherman. And he said it would be okay. So you spoke to the chief weatherman this morning. And she was writing, you know, and people were really listening, you know. And I was nervous. Uh, uh, yes, I did. But how can you speak to him? Oh, God, she didn't stop, you know. She just continued. All. Well, I actually, I, I, um, I know him. Oh, you know him? <laughs> yes, I know him. But how do you know him? Oh, God, please. Well, uh, actually, I work for him. Oh, you work for him. <laughs> so what are you doing then, she said. And I, I cannot see an evangelist. She doesn't understand. Well, I'm a kind of a, a pastor. A pastor? Oh, the chief weatherman. Oh, <laughs> And everybody was laughing, you know, and having a good time. And my flight took off. Why not? Hallelujah. It's a great story, isn't it? 
So what I would like to share with you today is something that I have been, um, that God has put on my heart for a while. I shared some of it with the guys yesterday on man's breakfast. I like man's breakfast. I have four daughters and one wife, so I love man's <laughs> breakfast. I don't need to be so polite. I can eat with ketchup and my, you know, you know, whatever. So uh, we had a good time. But, um, but I just want to share this with you because I think this will be really helpful for us. Um, and I think even though if you were here and you don't know Jesus, it could be helpful for you. Amen? So, um, and this is Jesus and the disciples. They've been walking around. And then uh, the people around who follow Jesus, they, they was thinking and saying, who is he really? Or is this this? Or is he a prophet? And then Jesus said, um, and asked the disciples, um, uh, who do you say? Who do the people say that I am? And they say, well, some will say John the Baptist, some will say Elijah, and others say Jeremiah. And one of the other prophets but then he asked them, and he said, but who do you say that I am? And then Peter said, answer, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Um, and then Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven has revealed this to you. You cannot see that Jesus is the son of God just from your natural point of view. That's religion. Religion tried to understand God by thinking. But there is no way you can see Jesus that way. But this is the gift from God. God opened Peter's heart. So he said, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And then Jesus said, so my father has given you this, uh, revealed this to you. You did not learn this from a human being. No, I say to you that you are, the, you are Peter and upon this rock, the revelation, not on Peter, but on the revelation, Jesus, I will build my church. And, the hell, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. So the church is built on the revelation that Jesus is the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus asks them, who do you say that I am? Can I ask you a question? Who do you say that he is? What is the reason for us coming together like this? Why do we have the Living Rock Church in Market Harbor? What are we building on? What is the driving force in your everyday walk with Jesus in your life, your Christian life? Sometimes we can do things and we can do it and do it. And if we have been Christian for numbers of years, as I have and many of you, we can get so used to things. We heard the same message. We heard the same word. We're doing the same thing. We, we are singing the same songs. And there's nothing wrong with it. But the danger is that we don't have a fresh revelation of Jesus Christ, that he is the son of the living God. And he... And it's his church. Living Rock Church in Harborough is his church. And it has to be built on the revelation that you and I carry in our heart. What do you see? Who are you saying that is when you face life? Who do you say he is when you meet your unsaved neighbor? Or if you meet sickness? 
For this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. How did Peter receive the revelation? By the Father in heaven, yes, but it was by the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, no one can say that Jesus is Lord unless in the Holy Spirit. When you receive Christ, it was a supernatural birth. He was born by the Spirit of water. You got the Holy Spirit on the inside. And suddenly you could see um, Jesus Christ as the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Uh, and, And this is so important for us that we have this fresh revelation. You need to guard it. You need, to, you need to, to, to keep it alive. And the only way you can keep that alive is to live full of the Holy Spirit. Because if we don't live full of the Spirit, we will be full of something else. It's very simple. You know? um, and, uh, and there is a story about Jesus. You know the story when the disciples are in the boat and, and that the weather is terrible. It's wind and it's storm, and you know, and it's go this way and this way. And, uh, and then a sudden, they see somebody coming towards them, walking on water. And they got so scared, like I would have been saying, hello. Yeah. So they was afraid, they were scared, because they were so used to walking with Jesus. And he was, he was used to him, the way he was speaking to them, the way he occurred, the way he met them. And suddenly, he's coming in a totally different way. And they got scared, because... Something happened that I was not used to. There will be, I can just promise you one thing. There will be a lot of things happening with the church in Market Harbor that you are not used to. Because God is doing something in this area. And he will do things that you are not used to. But it will be something fantastic. But it's so important that you recognize that it is he who is doing it. Mm -mm. So no Jesus is coming and all the disciples were scared. But Peter, he, there was something with this man. And he didn't, he couldn't see, and he was scared out from what he saw in the natural. But there was something stronger on the inside. There was something with that person he recognized because he had the revelation that Jesus was the Messiah. And revelation is stronger than your natural mind. Revelation is deeper. There is something you see that is so strong, that is so clear, that you have given your life to it. And then Jesus said this, Peter said this um, um, to Jesus, that, uh, who are you? If you are the one that you say you are, so ask me to come. And then he said, I am. Come. So it was the revelation uh, that Peter had who took him out of the boat. And, and, and it caused him to, to walk on the water. It was because if you have a revelation that is so strong that that will give you faith to do what God tells you to do, even though it can seem impossible. You know? So, so Jesus, then Peter started to walk on the water. And he was focusing on Jesus because he knew it was Christ. But in a moment where he started to, to, to focus on the circumstances, we know what happened. The guy started to sink. The revelation was, became a bit blur. But Jesus was there, and Jesus raised him up. And I don't think Jesus carried the Peter back in the boat. But who do you say 
that he is. This is faith. This is to be a Christian. It is to see Christ, but it is to understand that Christ lives in us with the Holy Spirit. It's the most important thing we can do for Market Harbor is that you have a living close and you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. The cross is strongest this way. If you don't have this way, you don't have this. So your devotional life, if you like, is, is more important sometimes for others than it is for you. The miracles doesn't start out there. They start in here. Salvation doesn't start over there. They start in here. Because if you have a revelation in you, you fear will not hold you back. Fear can come and, and pressure can come, but it's more pressure from the within. You know? If you, if you see a, a, a huge tree in a storm, it's not the part of the tree you see that will decide if that tree stands or not. It's the part that you don't see. And Jesus wants us to have it. This fresh revelation, this fellowship, this, this uh, intimate fellowship. But that fellowship, can you not have with Jesus? Because he is in heaven. In, in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13 says, The grace of God be with you. The, the grace of Jesus. The love of God. But the, and the fellowship with the... Holy Spirit be with you. And then, of course, that is fellowship with Jesus. That is fellowship with God. Because we believe God is one and God is three. But the fellowship is with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, and you know this, is not the manifestations. It's not signs. It's not wonders. It's not the gifts. It's not the fruit. The Holy Spirit is a person in Trinity. The real person like Jesus was. Jesus the way Jesus was for the disciples when he was walking on earth, so is the Holy Spirit for us today. In what way do you have fellowship with him? The Holy Spirit. Who knows everybody here. Who knows every person in and out. Who knows everything that is going on. And he knows God's plan. He knows what will come, what will happen. And he knows God, how God wants to use you. How do you, God wants to use me. And how he knows the plan for the church, which is the body of Christ. So if you know him, you will also, he will also share your heart with him. So how do you have fellowship with the Holy Spirit? I got saved in 1983. I was only two years old. <laughs> no, I was not. <laughs> So from day one, I was desperate for the Holy Spirit. I didn't have any teaching. I didn't know how. I, didn't, I was totally blank. But I just saw something in the Bible that the Holy Spirit was the key factor. Jesus, even Jesus, when he was baptized in water and he came up from the water and there was an open heaven and he heard a father's voice saying, son, I love you, I'm not for you. And then the Holy Spirit came upon him. And the first thing was happening was that Jesus was led by the Spirit. He was driven by the Spirit. He came out from the desert, full of the Holy Spirit. And in Matthew, it says, Matthew 4, it says, follow me. And I will teach you how to catch people. It means follow Jesus in the baptism. Follow Jesus living under an open heaven. Following Jesus, to hearing Father's voice telling you that he loves you and is for you. Even before you have done anything. But also follow Jesus 
in being led by the Spirit and being driven by the Spirit. Do you know the Holy Spirit? Do you know that the hand of God is upon you? Not just for the meetings, which is fantastic. Oh, hallelujah. This is family. But what about out there? Jesus was walking around in Acts 10, 38. Jesus was walking around. He was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power. I heard that in the prayer meeting today by this great man here. That we were, Jesus was anointed. And he was anointed by this Holy Spirit and power. He walked around and healed everybody who was under the devil. And he was able to do all this because God was with him. How was God with him? By the Holy Spirit. And so are we. If we have received Christ, the Holy Spirit, you are anointed from God with the Holy Spirit and power. And what shall we do? The same thing as Jesus did. He said that we should do the same thing he did. Even greater things. You can read in John 14, John 16. And when Jesus said that we, yeah, but, but, but God, you know me, I'm, I'm not just perfect. I'm, well, I'm close, but nearly there. But, but I'm not perfect. It's not about you, and it's not about me. It's about him. Don't start the day with, oh, God, well, I didn't do this, I shouldn't, and last day I did this, and oh, no, no, no. Start with him. You don't know who you are based on your skills or your talents or things you can or not can, you know who you are when you can see what he has done for you. Your identity is heaven, not earth. But if you want to change people's destiny, you have to know your identity, which is Christ in you, Holy Spirit in you. And that's the key for Market Harbor. That's the key for us to share Jesus with people. And if you are here and you are not born again and you know you have never received Christ, that will be the key for you. That when we pray for you today, the Holy Spirit will just touch your heart so that you will see what you have been longing for for a long time. Because I know you are here and I know you have been longing for a long time, even though you haven't told anybody because you don't know exactly what to do and you think maybe you have to stop with everything. No, 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 no. You have to receive him. And then the Spirit of God will fill with kingdom power. And you will enter into the life you was born to live. Amen. Amen. But who do we believe in? Yes, I believe in Jesus. But do you believe in Jesus that can do the same thing he did when he was walking around? Do you believe that Jesus in you can cause you by the Spirit so able you to do the same thing that he did and if you don't why not had God told you anything else or which voice are you listening to you know everything Jesus did except from the cross and I know Jesus was perfect but when I read about Jesus in the gospels I'm not just reading about his life. I'm reading about your life and my life. It must mean something when he says that we shall do 
the same thing he did, even greater things. Please, when you read the Bible, we need to stop sometimes, and we have to say, not just to read it, but how can I live it? It must mean something for me, because the Bible is the living word of God. It's not a history book. When you read your Bible today, and you can read things that you read before, but you have never, ever seen the word in the same way, because it's a living word. Because it's, it will always be different things that will speak to your life. Because it's a living word. It's not just a book. It's a living word. So every time, you re, every time I will open the Bible, I will say, Holy Spirit, help me so that I can see, so that I can receive what you want me to receive. You know? And, and even though today, if I'm preaching a message that somebody else was preaching last week, and you can say, no, I heard it before. No, you have never heard it before. And the question is not if you heard it before. The question is, who did you hear? The I am. But you know, the only day you can serve Christ is today. This is the only day you have to serve Christ. Your, your life, you know, life is just a lot of days, you know. So, so your life is, is this, the today you live. Today you can follow. Today we can, we can do what Jesus wants us to do. But many Christians... They live in the past or in the future. And if you live in the future, if you think that everything should be easier in the future, everything will be like, and God will use a church in a way, you are giving all your energy and your focus to your future and you miss the day today. Or many Christians live in the past. I could, wow, I, saw, I have seen fantastic miracles. I have seen thousands of people receiving Christ. Thank God, but that was in the, I cannot survive by the food I was eating two weeks ago. It was a great sausage. Oh, wow. <laughs> but it doesn't help me today. And Jesus said, no one can follow me and, and lay your hands on the plow and looking backwards. They are not fit for the kingdom. You cannot follow in Christ by looking backwards. I mean, if you were driving your car and the only thing you were looking at was to read your mirror, you wouldn't have been there now. You would crash. But the thing is, Jesus saying that he is, he said, my name is the I am. I am, not I was. But so many Christians believe in, in Jesus like the I was. What did you expect this morning when you woke up? How many of us, and I'm including myself, expected that I could lead somebody to Christ today? Why not? This is the day of salvation. So, if we have a fresh revelation, it helps us to welcome this day and to serve Jesus today. Because you can never ever, if you want to walk out of this building, the most important step is the first. Amen? Yes. So Jesus said, um, when he sent Moses, and Moses said, who, sh who shall I say sent me? You said, the I am sent you. I am is Jesus is alive today. Jesus will use us today. Jesus wants you to live with him today. You know, and then I will just briefly mention some some of the, the the you know the Great Commission is mentioned in every gospel. Um, 
And uh, I can just say, reading Matthew 28, then Jesus told the disciples, every time you read the word disciple, you have to include yourself. If you are a Christian, to be a Christian is to be a disciple. And I hope you are a disciple that follow the master. And Jesus said, uh, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. And because of that, he is sending you out uh, to all nations, including Market Harbor, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teach these new disciples to obey all the commandments I have given you. It is impossible. But then he said this, and be sure of this, I am with you. Because Jesus had been given all authority in heaven and on earth, that's why we are here in Market Harbor. We are not an organization. We are a movement moved by the Holy Spirit. We are a body. Um, and we are the body of Christ. And you have it in Mark 16, you have uh, the Great Commission saying that for those who believe, they will do miracles, they will cast off demons, they will heal the sick. And the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word. God was with them by the Holy Spirit. And in, in, when we was reading in Matthew 20, and when Jesus, God said, and be sure of this, I am with you. How is he with us? With the Holy Spirit. And then the last one I would just mention is in John 20, 21. Jesus had been raised from the dead. And then he is, um, he's, uh, certainly he was meeting the disciples and then he's standing there. And the first thing Jesus said was to them, peace be with you. And we are disciples. Can I ask you a question? Do you have peace? Do you have peace with God? If, if you are not born again, you are not peace with God. But there is space in every human being that only God can fill. I tried to fill that space with so many other things. But it just got worse. Until the day came when I met Jesus and one of his name is the Prince of Peace. And if you are here and you have not asked Jesus to come into your life, you believe and, and you sometimes pray and you, you go sometimes and you hear, fantastic. But peace of God will only come to you when you receive the peace of, peace of peace. And again, he said, peace be with you. So in everything we do, in, in your Christian walking with Christ, Jesus wants you to have peace. The, great, the battlefield is in our mind. But the peace of Christ will fill your heart by the Holy Spirit. And then he said, um, the way the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And that is why we are here, because we are sent by Jesus. We are not here to go to heaven. We are here to change this place and turn it upside down for the Lord. By the Holy Spirit and it's so important what we see and then Jesus said and, be, and, and, and peace be with you and then he was breathing on them and he said receive the Holy Spirit and in that moment Jesus that they've been working with Jesus that they've been talking with Jesus who's now been raised from the dead and Jesus was breathing 
his own spirit in them. And the I am came on the inside. And they were born again. And in a few days later, they were baptized in the Holy Spirit and equipped to continue the life Jesus had lived and done. Do you know the Holy Spirit? Do you know him? I love the Holy Spirit. Sometimes he can lead me into a situation and, and you just know you face something that is just impossible. You, you don't know how to do it. You don't have a clue what to do. But he does. And he use, is using even people from Norway. That's a miracle. <laughs> Simple guys like myself. And I just love what I said about this fellowship with the Holy Spirit. It is so important. But if I want a fellowship with Phil, I need to spend time with him. I need to listen. I need to talk. I need to, you know. So I was in a plane. I, I travel a lot. So I was in a plane. And in a plane, you are closer to the Lord. No, 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 no. <laughs> Bad theology. Because he lives in me. I know, I know, I know. But, uh, but I was sitting there, and then I was talking to the Holy Spirit, which I do a lot. People ask me if I pray a lot. I don't know, but I talk a lot to the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and I said, Holy Spirit, I'm sitting here now. Is there anything you want me to do? Or? And then I, I could see this woman, you know. This is from God. Just relax, you know. But I could see this woman in, in my head, you know, and I heard his name, Christine. And I felt praying for her. I felt she was trying to escape God, running, flee from God. So I was praying, not loud. I was praying, you know, and saying, Christine, I, I, in the name of Jesus, I stop you. Don't run away from God. God has a life for you. And I was praying like that, you know. And, uh, uh. and then... I stopped and I forgot it, you know. And then I was flying to the other part, top of Norway, this North Norway, and they picked me up and took me to school and we have a meet, the worship was there, we started to preach. And in the middle of me sharing, the door opened, two ladies came into the room. And one of them was the one I saw when I was praying. And I can hear myself saying, Christine, you cannot run away from Lord. And she was just, on her knees, said, Jesus, please come into my life. And she screamed and she asked Jesus to come into her life. She was living on the southern part of Norway. And she said, just, she, was, uh, she was not Christian, not born again. Uh, but she had some Christian friends who was after her all the time. And she got so fed up, she was so tired of all this, then she decided, I can't take this anymore. So she called a friend who was living on the other side of Norway. North Norway, and she said, I have to come see you for the weekend. I, I just have to come away for a while. And she said, of course, come. So here she is flying up to North Norway, and her friend is picking her up, and her friend is saying, well, you know, I have to go to a meeting tonight. So you have to come with me. And she said, okay. I know they're coming to the school, and they're opening the doors, and the first thing this Christine, which her name was, heard was, Christine, you cannot run away from the Lord. So, um, I like that. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's okay, isn't it? But for me, it is this life in the Holy Spirit. And, um, and please, if, if sometimes I need to, in all my busyness of traveling, I need, when I'm home, I need to stop sometimes to see this plumb line. 
coming down for heaven. I, I, want, I don't want to live a life where everything is predictable. Where I know everything and I can use all my experience, all my you know, skills or whatever. There's nothing wrong with me using it. But if that's the only thing I'm using, I don't expect things to happen that I, you know, then I'm just operating from a human point of view. But I want to be led by the Spirit. I want to be filled with the Spirit. So, so then I had to ask him, Holy Spirit, I just want you to reveal Christ to me again so I can be fresh. So I can come to people and I can come from you, not from myself. And that I will challenge you with. Who do you say that he is? Can I just um, stop with this? I just want to share two simple illustrations. If you are here, and I think you are, and, uh, and you think maybe I don't know why I need to see Christ or why Jesus came, come, you know. So if I can just show... Simple illustration that has been helpful for, for many hundred people. So if you can imagine being out in a desert uh, and without one week and without food and without water. Without food, you will survive. But without water, your body is dying. Okay? And you know there is something wrong with your body. And then somebody comes and they bring this bottle of water. And you look in the water and you think, oh, I, I believe in the water. Which is fantastic. It's great. But the strange thing is, you can believe in the water, but your body is still dying. Or, sometimes, when maybe nobody was there, you even pray to the water. Which is fantastic. So you can pray, you can believe, and you can even hear about it. But of course, you know what you have to do. You have to get the water on the inside. Why? Illustration number two. I have committed a crime. This is an illustration, okay? <laughs> so I have committed a crime, and I'm in the court, and the judge is coming in, and he looks at me and he says, your name is Arne Skagen. That's my name. I want you to know before we start this uh, that I like you, I'm for you, and I love you. And I'm thinking, that's a good start. Oh, thank you. Man, that would be good. I can do this. So, but you have committed a crime. You have sinned. Sin is something that has infected every human being. We are all equal. Sin is that we are telling God, God, I don't need you. I will be my own God. So I don't need you at all. So sin, in a way, is a crime. And we have all sinned. <clears throat> so, and I know I have sinned. So I know the judge is right. So I say, yeah, I know. I, 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 I have no problem to say that I have committed a crime. But I'm still thinking this will be okay because he loves me and is for me. So this is the penalty. Okay, I'm ready now. 100 pounds so. I can't even do 1,000 pounds because uh, Bench can give it to me. <laughs> Death. Excuse me, what did you say? I said, death penalty. But the Bible says that sin is separating you from God because God is holy. 
there is no way I can come to God because God wants to have fellowship with me because he created me. He wants to be my heavenly father. He wants me to know him and to live with him forever. But there is no way I can come to him because the sin in my life makes it impossible. I wouldn't survive in his presence. So here I am, being given a death penalty. But then there was a door open and there was a man coming towards me. And the man looked at me and he said, Oh, now I just heard you've been given a death penalty. Yes. And I don't understand. I, I know I've been sinning, but I, I cannot change that penalty, he says. But what I will do, I will take your place. And that man is Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus came. Jesus came... And he was without sin. And the reason for that is, it was so that he can take your sin and my sin upon himself. That's why Jesus came. That's the love of God. It was impossible for us to come to him. No, he is coming toward to us through his son, Jesus Christ. So then Jesus, when he, when he died on that cross, it was because he took your death penalty upon himself it was his love towards you who crucified him to that tree so when Jesus died he died in your place and in my place but Jesus is not dead he is the Messiah the living son of the living God God raised him from the dead and then Jesus went back to the Father and every human being Every human being who has lived and who are living and who will come to life and who will be on this earth, every one of us will one day meet God. You cannot escape that. Every one of us will meet God. And the only thing God is looking for, the only thing he's looking for, it's not the bad stuff you did or I did, not even the good things I did or you did, but the only thing he's looking for is if the water is on the inside or on the outside. If it's on the outside, my life, your life will judge you, the sin in your life. And you will be judged to an eternity, separated from God, from God's love, for all his goodnesses. The Bible describes it uh, as hell. But... And let me say this, but if you have asked Jesus to come into your life, if you said, Jesus, I want you to come into my life, I believe you came to die for my sins. I believe you came because you love me. So Jesus, I want you to come into my life. Jesus, I want to, and you are drinking of the water. Jesus is the living water. And Bible said that's to be born again. And we can pray for you today. I would love to pray for you. You don't need to come forward. We can, we can do it back or we can go in there, whatever. But when the water is on the inside, when God looks at you, he will see you through Jesus Christ and what Jesus did on the cross. Everything Jesus did on the cross is not working in her and in me. And the Bible says all your sins are hidden in Christ and you are free. You could come to God as your as your heavenly father. Free access. Open heaven. Amen. Amen. Looking back is Jesus. 
Looking forward is Jesus. So my question is to you, is the word on the inside? Or is it on the outside? And if it's on the outside, we would love to pray together. God loves you. God has a plan for you. And your answer to that question is the most important answer you ever, ever give. Amen? Amen. Be blessed. Live with a fresh revelation of Christ. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. There's so much going on at Living Rock Church, and we'd love for you to be involved. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching. Visit www.livingrock.church or search for us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. <laughs>